listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Road to Omaha Pod, presented by Apollo Media. I'm your host, Tony. I'm here with my guy, Dez. Dez, I think we had a great college weekend. College baseball weekend as a whole, West Coast, East Coast, Southeast, Big 12, Peck, Big 10. Everybody was having fun. Everybody was chaotic. Is everything we always love about college baseball. How was it for you, Des? It's awesome. I mean, I think we had this weekend circled on our, you know, our schedule and our calendar. Um, we were just, you know, ready for this mass chaos. And we're down the home stretch in conference play. Uh, we got we got boys vibing. We got pimp jobs. We got strikeouts. We got bat tosses. We got everything. And uh, this weekend didn't let us down. It was great baseball. It was, and unfortunately for your Texas Longhorns, their win streak ended at 16. But in Four. college baseball, 16 wins is incredible, and you're on to the next weekend. You won the series. You're on to the next weekend. The casual thinker says the win streak's over. The Big brain Des Dinker says the series streak has kept going. Continues. It continues yeah. on to next the week. The series streak keeps going. Yeah, and Texas has looked good. They're consistent. They're the most consistent team in the nation since that first weekend in Arlington, I believe. I don't want to believe. I honestly don't want to believe. I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. I, I, I've screamed at Texas back just tongue-in-cheek because I just know some way, somehow, my heart's going to get ripped out, but – uh, I'll be in Austin this upcoming weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there for Texas versus Texas Tech. Um, should be a well, I don't know. Tech may follow the top ten, but it'll be a top twenty matchup um, for sure. And it's gonna be damn good baseball to dish. So I, I'm pumped for that. I, I'm I'm ready for my heart to be broken, but um, it feels good. It feels good right now for sure. Yeah, and Texas looks like one of the strongest teams in the nation, and I know that scares Texas fans because your Texas fans and Texas is always back and the Texas is back jokes are coming in left and right for the past, I don't know, five, 10 years, probably now. And people get upset about it, but as a non-Texas fan, I believe in Texas this year, that could be terrible for you as a Mississippi as, state I, fan. I am used to pain and suffering and let down. So if it happens to Texas fans, just know me, Stoney, as a Mississippi State fan, I'm here for you because I completely understand how you will end up feeling if that were to happen. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be really good. I hope so, man. I mean, down they have they have a lot of their season in front of them. Uh, obviously, being in Austin for that Tech series is going to be awesome. Um, but then they have TCU right behind that in Fort Worth, and the TCU Horn Frogs just just can't lose. They're just they just can't lose. They, they're playing damn good baseball. Yeah, they're they're on a little streak of their own, I believe, right? Did they they ended up losing to Kansas today, so I think their streak ended at eight, which is half of what Texas was. But TCU, another consistent team since probably two or three weeks after that Arlington SEC matchup. Um, but yeah, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, they're all there. That's that's the tier in the Big Twelve, and that's that's what everybody's uh, gearing up for. It's it's going to be chaotic, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Did you, uh, our friends over at 11.7, uh, they do great things over there. Did you see the tweet, um, one of their tweets from, from the out, out West? Like was what's, about, what's, what's going on out in the oh, back 12? Yeah. So they said that 
Shout out 11.7 again. Um, ben and Dimitri, great guys, great follows on Twitter. If you're into college baseball, which if you're listening to this, you should be. Um, but yeah, I believe he said that there's six teams in the Pac-12 that are separated by a game and a half with a couple, a few weekends left. Three, yeah, three, three or four weekends. weekends. Left. Yeah, three weekends left. Oregon's atop the Pac-12. Shout out our Ducks. Shout out our Ducks. Big quack quack guys over here. Yeah. But it's tight. A it's game tight. and a half with a six teams. That's one bad weekend. One bad weekend. You're you're went from from first to last. Like it's gonna be uh, an absolute war, an absolute war out west. And a lot of people aren't, you know, we said it. The, no one really is care cares about the Pac-12. And I'm like, hey, there's really damn good baseball going out there out west. So we've highlighted all year. Um, you know, I'm glad to see 11.7 highlight as well. It's just it's gonna be fun down the stretch, Stony. I just I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. Obviously, we're completely biased when it comes to our ducks. We're yes. we're big ducks guys and our and, diamond dogs and our diamond dogs. But if we're rooting for the Pac-12 to make some noise, because there's some SEC bias, there's some Big 12 bias across the country because it's arguably some of the best baseball you will see in NCAA. And the Pac-12s over there on the West Coast not able to stream anything. You're not able to watch any of it online. You're not able to watch it on your TV, and yet there's chaos going on. In the highlights on Twitter, every once in a while you can find either an illegal or non or, – or it's a legal stream. I don't know. You can't tell because the website's so weird. Pac-12, figure that out. Get a, get a streaming service. I don't, I don't want to get Pac-12 Network because I don't care enough for the back to Pac-12 to get Pac-12 Network, nor do I know how to go about getting Pac-12 Network in the first place. I just want to watch my Ducks week in and week out because they've been playing earlier times. It's, it's been desirable. Afternoon baseball. Watching, watching our ducks and those those beautiful candy apple green jerseys. They're great. It's, they're tremendous. I I'm gonna break down and buy one probably next payday. Me too. I Me think too. I think that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna we're gonna both be sporting our Oregon jerseys in, in Omaha regardless if they're there or not. So um, Did, uh, we could we could touch on the other top twenty five matchups and um, yep. but I, I want to bring up this one thing. I didn't want to pass by uh, Kendall Rogers and all the guys at D1 Baseball. Did you see their field of sixty four projections for uh, this past week? I was peeking at it right before we hopped on this. Yes. So the the host sites it looks like it's gonna be Fayetteville up to this point right now. Um, projected and, and, and projected obviously Fayetteville, Stanford, Nashville, Louisville, Columbia, uh, Fort Worth. Tucson, Starkville, Eugene, Ruston, shout out Diamond Dogs, South Bend, Lubbock, Oxford, Greenville, Knoxville, Austin. Uh, Ole Miss, we could talk about it. Doesn't look like they're going to be a host unless, you know, they, they get their shit together. But uh, just in our respective teams' little pod, let's just go over it. You guys, they have you mashed up against Jackson State as a four seed and then Florida state, South Alabama, that Mississippi state, Florida state matchup would look really, really good. Yeah. And it, it would be a revenge um, game or two games for Florida state based on 2018. We marched into Tallahassee and we beat them in Oklahoma in that regional Elijah McNamee, uh, big hit Mac hitting walk-offs get to the super regional, yada, yada, yada. Y'all know how the story goes. I've said it three or four times on this podcast already, but yes, that would be a, a great matchup if we can get Mississippi State and Florida State together one or two times in that regional. That that's for some that's going to cost some really fun oh, baseball. Yeah. It should be, and plus, you guys in in Starkville don't 
you know, nothing matters, no mass, no vibes. It's packed, you know, packed to the so, gills. <laughs> let's talk about that. This came out what? Uh April 22nd. I can't remember what day that is, but what is it? Thursday. So Kendall Rogers, shout out Kendall Rogers, great guy. The Tweeted godfather, out. the godfather of college baseball. He is. He he's our he's our dad. He's our grandpa, whatever you want to call him, our uncle. Um 50% capacity for all baseball and softball championship events. That includes, likely includes the College World Series in Omaha. So if you're going to Starkville and you're saying that there's 50% capacity, what does that mean? Because there is not a literal capacity at Starkville. And at Duty Noble, they don't have a capacity. They don't know. It's and, just one of those rules. I mean, you just you just you just show the NCAA the bylaws, and there is no bylaws, and you can do a white goodman like what's the bylaw situation, but because yeah, you can just pack the place out, and I'm here for it. That's what makes college baseball the best, you know. So do you you do fifty percent capacity in the actual chairbacks and the seats in the bowl or whatever, and then the outfield is just a free for all. Like you're still getting ten thousand plus in there. Oh, for sure. Easy. They they had thirty four thousand total over three days against Ole Miss last weekend. I don't know if they get the 34,000 for the regional or the super regional, if they're doing the 50% just because they can't pack out the bowl and the chair back seats, but that doesn't even include the lofts in left field. You can have thousands of people. There's 12 individual condos. If you've never seen it, go look it up. It's crazy. And then they have a rooftop and then you can sit anywhere outside of the stadium and almost see everything. Every every regional site, they're going to pack it up some way, somehow. They're going to find a way. Yes, the 50% rule is going to be inside the stadium, but outside the stadium, it's a free-for-all. NCAA has no reign over that, and it's to be mass chaos, and that's what makes college baseball so great. We're going to have beer showers. We're going to have rowdy fans. We're going to have we're going to have chants out there. We're going to have outfielders in their own dome because they're going to – trust me, I, I've seen it from the best of players. When you get a raucous crowd out there and they start chirping – Lord forbid you make a comment to him because then the, then you're in their head. Like then the, then the crowd knows that like oh we're in this kid's head. So I'm excited. Um, I saw the Austin you know preview. It's Texas for Stony Brook and then Georgia Tech and Louisiana in that regional. I take that on a heartbeat. But um, I just saw it on D1 baseball. I, I knew we had a touch on it, but we can go back to uh, how everything fared out this week. Yeah, and one more thing about the capacity thing. Apparently, a couple of years ago, they put a capacity limit for some reason before COVID. And um, I believe it was Texas Tech, and they were just like screwing in chairs into the outfield to make more seats. So their capacity was technically bigger. So anything is bound to happen. That's all I know. Anything is bound to happen with this capacity rule. I have no idea. And like you said, Georgia Tech and your regional, um, what's going on in the ACC? I don't know. Georgia Tech wins. They beat Florida State. Florida State, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Louisville didn't even play this week. They canceled, I think, due to COVID. ACC, you're out of the last year and a half, March of 2020 to end of April 2021, we had a whole pandemic. Things are confusing. Out of this entire year and a month or so, the most confusing thing that has ever happened to me is the ACC in 2021 baseball. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, how because it's back and forth. It's snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap from the office. Like that's all it is. How poetic would it be for Texas to be probably in, at that point they went out, they keep doing what they're doing. 
number uh, there could be one in the country, two in the country, three in the country. I mean, that's where they're going to end up. At worst. They keep doing what they're doing at worst. How poetic and how Texas is back for me if an ACC school bounces them in a re- home regional. Like, I already know. I already know that's going to happen. I'm, it's in my head now. Like, I just know it's going to happen. I've been sitting here shitting on them and their entire conference for a year, and they bounce Texas at home in a regional. It's going to be so poetic. I already know. We're going to clip this, and I'm going to look back and be like, I told you so. Texas is back. They're not back. I don't know. I'm already freaking out about it. Whatever. Tech this weekend. Based on our fraud or not list or the, our shit talking list, other than the ACC, every other team that we have talked shit about has ended up turning it around the next weekend. And um, <laughs> should we talk about the Florida Gators figuring it out again? They're like, I think they've won eight or nine of their last 10 or something like that. They lost a game to um, Auburn in the doubleheader today, but they won that series. Florida's good again. I don't know. Like, question mark i i can't i i'm not able to discern that because we've called florida frauds a couple of times now i think yeah i I just it's florida joins a a long list of of teams uh louisville like notre dame like which team you're gonna get like i don't know i really don't know but when they're on they're on man like (laughs) they're a good team it's just if they're gonna show up or not so um you can never count them out i for sure won't count them out when we do our brackets and our fill out you know our regional picks and stuff so i don't know man i really don't and then going back one more time to the west coast stanford didn't play their series again we were talking about them getting hot and then uh someone popped hot for covid on either one of those teams so they didn't play um pac-12 still fun but we'll, we'll go ahead and get this over with mississippi state talk um they played vanderbilt Vanderbilt's pretty good. Kumar Rocker, complete uh, game Friday night. Didn't necessarily make us look silly. We we had a run on him in the first inning. Things are looking good. Chris McLeod's dealing. All of a sudden, Vandy uh, comes alive. They figured out Chris McLeod. They, they waited him out, and he walked a bunch of people. They got a lead and didn't let it go. And Kumar Rocker did his thing the last few innings. Friday night, it's a wash. Saturday night was really fun. If you haven't already... Go to the road to Omaha pod. There's a there's a video of Logan Tanner, our Mississippi State catcher. He hit a home run over the the green monster, whatever you, the giant wall in Vandy, 35 foot wall. I don't know, it's kind of dumb, but it's fine. Uh, Logan Tanner hits one well well over the wall, two run shot, turns the lead from two to one to four to one, big deal. As he's rounding second, he blows a kiss into the Vandy. I love hookout. it. I love it. I've done that so many times. It's my go to move. On the it baseball film. I love it. Was awesome. And he's a big boy, and he comes in, he does the boom thing with the arm. You have to go look at the video if you know the boom thing. Most uh, NCAA teams are doing this right now for some reason. I don't I don't really get it if everyone's doing it, but neither here nor there. Logan Tanner blowing the kiss into the dugout was by far my favorite moment of the weekend because it involved my team, and it was against Vanderbilt, who I strongly dislike in college baseball sports. Um, and then – Sunday, Vandy had a Sunday problem for about four innings, and you then it, and then it turned into a Mississippi State has a Sunday problem. <laughs> you 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 texted me and you were like, the the Sunday problem's happening, and then I was like, oh shit, this this podcast is gonna be great. And then I I start doing my research and finishing up my rounds, and uh, I'm watching the Astro game, watching some watching the Texas game, and flipping around, and I'm like, oh, Vandy, Vandy doesn't have a Sunday problem. Mississippi State has a Sunday problem. 
So Mississippi State chased the starter, and he only got one out. Gave up three runs. And then the next inning, we Tanner, Tanner Allen hits a solo home run. So you're up 4 nothing against Vandy on a Sunday. You're feeling really good. Jackson Fristo throws, like, I think two perfect innings. He gave up a walk in the third and then a hit in the fourth. And then the fourth hit just blew up. I don't know what happened. Walks, hits. Everything happened. Vandy, Vandy's really good. I talk shit about their uniforms. I have to eat it. They won. But Vandy's number one or number two in the nation. I'm not going to be mad about a loss there. Um, Mississippi State played well. They they had a lot of opportunities to win that game on Sunday and a lot of opportunities on Friday to win a game. They didn't do either of those things, but they had the opportunities. They have to learn how to finish. That's all it was. And like you yeah, said, the, I think um, I think anytime you take a game one from that from that team and, and two play them that hard through three games, it just builds confidence down the road when you when you face them in a in a supers potentially or in Omaha. So. Um, I think good teams find ways and to improve from losses. I think Mississippi state is a great program and I think they'll use this to one to fuel them and two to put in the back of the memory book. And Hey, this is what they did this one time. Or, you know, we, we roughed out, we roughed up Jack, you know, we can, we've got to Kumar before and then let's, you know, let's make this interesting. So um, I know it didn't work out for you, buddy, but I think it will help out in the long run for sure. Yeah. I, I think I got really excited on Sunday. I got got a little jittery last night. In the game happens. You beat Jack Leiter, and you're all excited. And shout out to Mississippi State. If you can get to Jack Leiter, you're you're doing something right. Correct. Um, so they can take solace in that. But yeah, I got excited. I put on my Mississippi State practice jersey. I hadn't worn any Mississippi State gear all weekend. I was wearing my Astro stuff. I was in the orange. Um, I got excited, and it was a premature excitement. And I apologize, Mississippi State fans. I'm taking the loss on this one. This is my fault. I will take, I will bear this on my shoulders, Mississippi State fans. You can blame me for this weekend. Hey, the pre excitement gets everyone, man. It's all right. We can talk through it. You'll be fine. You'll be we'll, good. We'll be fine. We're going to Omaha. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried. Um, speaking of Omaha, uh, Texas Tech lost a series at home to Baylor. Not great. Not the and team you one, want to lose to in the Big 12. Not. And, and once again, it's a series right before Tech plays Texas. And we saw it last week, Oklahoma State dropping a series right before they played Texas. And it's just like, it frustrates me as a, as a fan of the game and who's played the game at that level. You just get so zeroed in after you lose a series you shouldn't lose to. And it just, it grinds my gears because it's, it's right before they play one of my favorite teams. So, uh, I fully expect Texas Tech to bounce back, and I'm scared shitless for that matchup in Austin. But not great. Baylor, they did the damn thing. They, a huge series win for them. Yeah, and we talked about it a, a few episodes ago. Texas Tech was on a little bit of a bender. They had lost to Kansas State. They hadn't looked good against UConn. Back-to-back weeks, they they were weird. It's a shake. It looked like a shaky team, and that shaky team showed up again this weekend against Baylor. And are they going to be another Jekyll and Hyde team? Are we going to, I'm going to see hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold, and it's just going to flip flop every weekend. I'd, I'd rather not see that from Texas Tech. I'd rather see them play their good baseball. They're a great program. They're a lot of fun to watch. And losing to Baylor 13 to three on a Sunday. Yeah. Not a great look. Not a great look. And especially when Texas, y- y'all are going to Texas next weekend. And Texas is the Big 12 team right now. They're number three in the nation. They're, they're looking like a really good team. 16-game winning streak, and 
granted, we both know that they hadn't played the toughest of competitions in the Big 12 yet. Fair. But, and they took care of business against the teams that they were supposed to take care of business of, and they did it by a lot. They were winning by a lot of runs a lot of the time. They're striking out people. Ty Madden looks great. They're doing the right things against those teams, and that, that's the biggest takeaway from Texas. And the biggest takeaway from Texas Tech is that they're not doing those things. They're not taking the big – they're taking the wins from the teams that they should be taking wins from. Absolutely. And uh, I think one matchup that kind of just fell between the cracks for me and you was the Charlotte Old Dominion Series, number 19 and 20 in the country. And, yes, it's Conference USA. I don't care. These two teams are top 20 teams in the country. And Charlotte took three of four versus Old Dominion, and in a pretty, pretty damn good fashion. Um, I don't know. We maybe need to reach out to Charlotte and start touting them up a bit because they're playing some good baseball. Yeah, they are. And um, shout out eleven point seven. I don't know where your streams are coming from, guys, but they're they're on everything. Hit hit us with the plug because yeah. uh, it was that. I, I kind of wanted to watch the Old Dominion Charlotte series, and Charlotte they took. They took it to Old Dominion today, seven to one in seven innings. Um, like like we said, and then they they beat them eight to three in seven innings today, doubleheader. And um, we said it last week: Indiana State, Old Dominion, Charlotte. If you had told us at the beginning of the season that all three of these teams would at one point be in the top twenty-five, you you were smoking crack. There's no way that we were believing that. <laughs> There's not a chance. And here they are. They're all three here, and Old Dominion. He got charlotted. I don't know what Charlotte's mascot is, but I'm, I'm going to go find that out real quick. I, I think the big thing is for everyone listening and, and everyone that's a fan of college baseball is, is going to be, yes, there's the Vandys, the Texas, Mississippi States, the Ole Miss, all the top, all those techs, the TCUs. Yes, there's, there's the common people, the common teams that are up there, the Blue Bloods. But I think this year – it's going to be just mass chaos because of the COVID, the COVID taken away season, the added years of eligibility. You have all these kids coming in from recruiting classes. You have all these guys staying because of major league baseball, shortening, shortening the draft. So they're staying in school. And I think this year is just going to be pure chaos. I, I literally think that there's some no named schools. And, and I don't mean that disrespectfully at all. Just teams that haven't been getting the coverage and they have, they have dudes and they have a squad. And if they're hot at the right time and, and, they could run into they could run into Knoxville. They could run into Ole Miss. They can run. They can roll anywhere and beat these teams. And just because you're you're a one seed and hosting a regional and you have a four seed across the diamond for you, uh, they may be filled with guys that are talented and some dudes that can hit the ball. So uh, I'm looking forward. I'm so 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 excited for uh, this year's tournament and, and the actual road to Omaha was regional starts because I think we're going to see teams lose that we were like, wow, I didn't see that coming and, and back and forth. So, um, and, and we saw it, I think we kind of saw it this weekend, UCF split a four game series with East Carolina and Tulane is now first in the AAC. So, uh, Tulane now leads, we've been talking about East Carolina all year about the pirates and, and now Tulane is the, you know, the big wave down there in Louisiana. They're, they're riding high. Yeah, and before we get into Tulane, and you mentioned something about Oxford and Ole Miss. Before we get into those things, I need to go put my unbiased National College Baseball Journalist hat on real quick. On. So ahead. we're, we're going to take a little break. We're going to catch you right after this. We're going to talk about some teams that 
didn't do so hot after the weekend. Maybe maybe a fraud list. Maybe maybe probably not. I'm we're gonna hold. All right, we're gonna get you right after this. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha Pod. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us a little five star review, and follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod. And you can follow Apollo at Apollo H O U. All on Twitter. Now, Des, like I said right before the break, I had to go put my unbiased National College Baseball Journalist hat on because I was about to say something really mean about Ole Miss, and I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say something about, mean about Ole Miss, but they've lost three SEC series in a row. Granted, they played some good teams, but they just lost to LSU, who we have absolutely just destroyed this year because LSU hasn't figured it out. They're still young. Granted, we've given some outs, but LSU has not been good and almost lost at home. They had a walk-off on on Saturday of the doubleheader, I believe. Beer showers were going on for a series loss. I, I tweeted it out completely unbiased. I swear. I swear it was unbiased. But Ole Miss lost a series. And I want to hear what you have to say, Des, before I say anything else. I, I mean, look, I'm a sucker for a beer shower and, and those uniforms. But you can't lose. You can't lose to LSU. Absolutely can't. And they did. And so... Uh, yeah, they're probably going to fall flirting with the top 20. It should be a, a rough fall with uh, losing that series. And I know, hey, our boy Cam listening, ride or die LSU, he's still watching those games. Um, I don't know how he's been doing it, but he's got to feel good about this series. Yeah, because most people in the SEC West don't like Ole Miss. They don't like their fans. They don't like the school. They don't like the sports, whatever. LSU fans really hate Ole Miss. Like, like a deep, 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 deep hate. Um, and LSU has not been good. LSU beat them five to four and then seven to two. And then Ole Miss walked them off, like I said, in the bottom of the 10th, I believe, 10 to nine on Sun or on Saturday. Um, yeah, not, not great from Ole Miss. And that's three straight weekends of SEC losses. And you can't, you can't do that in the SEC. You might be able to skate by with two, three, you're teeter-tottering. You're you're on the verge of losing a national seed, uh, hosting a regional, all these things. And for Ole Miss, you have to be disappointed. Yeah, Quite 100%. Simply. You have to be. Um, look, I know we talked about the maybe play-up projection scenarios for the, once the 64 teams, and obviously it's going to change over the next month. Uh, but I mean, in the last projections, they had Ole Miss as a as a regional site and as a one seed. Like that's not going to happen. Like, absolutely not. It's not going to happen because uh, they're not playing good baseball. And they keep splitting series like this, or dropping series like this. They're going to be looking on the outside in and, and traveling somewhere for a regional. So uh, they got to get their shit together. I don't know if they will or not. It just seems they're kind of what Ole Miss team is going to show up. But I'm a sucker for beer shower, so I'll keep believing in them. I, I still find it funny that they did beer showers it's for rough. a series loss. It's rough. I can tell you. It'd be one thing if you're playing Vanderbilt or Arkansas or something like that, but neither here nor there. Um, and like you said, East Carolina, they they split a series with UCF. UCF's had some some weird wins this year where they've beat some pretty good teams, and it, it's, it's kind of strange. But UCF, props to you all, the Golden Knights, uh, 4-2, and then 11-8 were the two wins for UCF. Um and the other, the losses from 
East Carolina or East Carolina beat UCF 10 to five and six to one. So they won. I had that completely flip-flopped. Yeah. They lost 10 to five and six to one. So UCF, when they beat them, they That's beat them. Yeah. So East Carolina, think, I'm not really worried, but. Yeah. I mean, now Tulane is in a merge in the top 25 and, and we're, we're here. Like we've said for the past, you know, month is that 20 through 25 has just been a revolving door of teams. And we're going to see it again this week because old dominion, Went one and three this week. Indiana State went one and three this week. Uh, Dallas Baptist shellacked them. Uh, Virginia Tech one and three this week. Michigan one and two this week. Oklahoma State three and two dropped the series to Texas. Um, Florida State two and two. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. Every week we're gonna have a new, you know, twenty through twenty five. It, it just seems like because it's a revolving door, and you have teams coming in, teams coming out, and it's hey, it's the best Western right now. So. Um, it's going to be interesting how this shakes out down the stretch. Yeah, it, it's getting really hard to keep up with from 18 to 25 even. It, it's really tough because people keep losing. People keep winning. Like you said, Tulane, they're probably going to be in that top 25 next week. And um, I'm still on my Tulane hate trade uh, because of what they did to the, the dude in Starkville. I was very upset with how they treated our fine establishment in Starkville, Mississippi. And I'm still going to hold that. I'm holding a grudge for this season. I might let it go next year. So if Tulane, I kind of hope Tulane has to come to Starkville for a regional or a super regional. And Mississippi State just puts a beating on them. But Tulane, yes, they're playing great baseball. Their Twitter is actually incredible. Their jerseys are great. They're, they're a lot of fun to watch. But my, my biases are, um, they, they're up my back. I can't help it. I hate Tulane this season. Next year, I'll let it go. But they treated the dude with disrespect, and I, I won't let it go until 2022 shows up. But Tulane, good team. They're, they're on a, a wave, if, if you catch my drift there. They're on a wave. Um, I like that. I mean, it's not your best. No, not in the slightest. But it happened, and we, yeah. we can't, we can't, can't take it back. Whatever's happens, happens. I could edit it out. I'm not going to, but I could. Um, but moving on, Arizona, West Coast baseball looked really good. They looked really good, and they've been another team that we've been kind of low on this season, and they've been just kind of hiking right back up the rankings. They're at 18 now. They're going to be higher tomorrow when you're listening to this. But, yeah, Arizona, the Wildcats, they're looking good. Yeah, I mean, it's once again, it's it's the pack. You know, we're not – no one's talking about it, and I think they're just going to keep playing good baseball out there and making noise. So, so sooner or later, everyone's going to pay attention to them. So, it's – it's uh, I'm a sucker for good baseball. Like, I don't care where you're playing. You can be playing in Buffalo, New York, or in Brownsville, Texas, or Spone Oak, Washington. Like, if you're playing good baseball, I'm going to tune in, and I'm going to tout you up. There's another team I want to talk about real quick. You like, hold on. Did you like that regional? You like that? I went, I think I went to the furthest parts of the United States. You like did. Off the top of my dome right there. That was shout out to my uh, ge- geography teacher. I almost said geometry. So that would, that, there goes that. That would have been interesting. But yeah, the, the college baseball, when you put it in the weird spots, it's even more chaotic and it's even more fun. So give us all the weird cities, the, the cities that have two stoplights and one drugstore and, not they don't even have a Walmart. They just have a big wiggly. Shout out the South. Um, there's a team in the South that I'm. I think I'm gonna hitch a wagon to, even though I hate the shade of orange. Tennessee, the Tennessee Volunteers. 
They might Weird be a wagon. Are happening in Knoxville. They Weird might things. be a wagon. Dude. And as someone that has had to travel to Knoxville, the, the, I hate, I hate Knoxville. It's, I don't like the city. I don't like the shade of orange. Tennessee, your baseball team is good. They beat Texas A&M, who we've since called frauds for the last month or so, but they beat them six to one and 20 to seven a day. They, they were down, I believe. I want to say it was like six to three or six to four early on in the game. And Texas A&M looked like they were going to walk away from with the series. And Tennessee did a thing. They scored 20 runs on Sunday, 20 runs against a Texas A&M team, which we've called frauds. Yes, but they still have some arms. They're still a good SEC program. 20 runs on a Sunday afternoon to win the series is quite emphatic. And they only lost the Vanderbilt. They didn't lose the Vanderbilt series by a whole lot last weekend and two weekends ago. But I think I'm going to hitch a wagon to Tennessee. I don't think I'll buy a jersey, but I think I'm going hit, to hitch a wagon. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it two, two weeks ago that, like, hey, should we start talking about Tennessee? I mean, I'll volunteer the volunteers because it seems like they're playing good baseball and it smells like they're playing good baseball. So it must be good baseball. And sure enough, they're they, – I don't want to say a wagon – I don't, but I kind of do. Like, I kind of want to say that they're a wagon. The East is kind of wide open other than Vanderbilt, you know, because Vanderbilt's 31 and seven, Tennessee's 32 and nine. So they're, they're roughly the same. Vanderbilt beat Tennessee in their series, but Tennessee's already played Florida. They've already played Vanderbilt. There's not a whole lot left in the East. And granted, divisions don't really matter in baseball because most of the teams can make it to the um, SEC tournament, but you get to the SEC tournament, anything can happen in Hoover. Weird things have happened in Hoover. The last time I've watched a game in Hoover was Mississippi State and LSU, and they went to 17 innings, and it was 3 a.m. by the time I stopped tweeting the game. Absolutely miserable doing that because I just wanted it to end. I didn't care who won at that point. I was sleepy. I wanted to go to bed. But weird things can happen in Hoover, and Tennessee could walk away with the SEC tournament championship, and we'll sit here in the end of May, beginning of June, and be like, wow. Glad we hitched a wagon to Tennessee on April 25th. It'd be great. Yeah. I, I just look, they're 32 and nine. Like you said, East is open. They've already had a bandy matchup. I mean, they could easily if they don't win the East, they don't win the East, but they're gonna be a they're gonna be a top national seed. I mean, they control their own destiny in that. They just gotta keep winning. And it seems like that's possible with everything in front of them. Um and that's a that place has been rocking uh, on their Twitter's been great and putting out good content, and uh, Knoxville's been bumping a bit, so they're definitely on my radar. I won't say the wagon ward, but I want to. Worst shade of orange of all time, but good job, Tennessee. Proud of you for your baseball team. Des, do we do we put Ole Miss on the frauds list or the fraud? Or, do we discuss a fraud or not thing because of three weekends in a row? I said I wasn't going to do anything until after the Mississippi State series, and even last week I didn't say it. Look, I, I yeah, let's put them on the list. Let's let's have a discussion. I'm not saying they're frauds or not. I just think they they're on that list of that discussion. Okay, do you, would you like to give your unbiased opinion real quick? I'm my unbiased opinion is I love I love beer showers I just love it like I'm a sucker for it that's like bonus points it's just brownie points it's like a it's like an Australian accent you're gonna get a little bump bonus from me and with the, with the beer showers and in, in the outfield 
I can't say they're frauds. I just can't do it. I want to, but I just can't. I I am lost in this situation. My my bias is on one shoulder, and my unbiased national college baseball journalist is on the other shoulder. It's like the angel and the devil. Got two shoulders here. One is leaning heavily towards saying frauds because it's Ole Miss, and I'm all in on calling them frauds whenever I can. The other is telling me Ole Miss is still a very good baseball program. They are still a very good baseball team that has incredible pitching and also has a couple of guys hurt right now. Now, Tim Elko, I believe that's his name, the guy that just hit, I don't know, a billion home runs and it was hitting 500 for three weeks or whatever earlier in the season. Ole Miss is very good. Now, when you talk about Ole Miss, are you expecting Omaha year in and year out, Des? Uh, yeah, you are as a program, as a city, as a fan of the game, you expect that. Um, when you the, fall short time and time again. The problem with expecting Omaha year in and year out is that they don't make Omaha year in and year out. I know. They, but, they don't rarely make Omaha, actually. That's what, your goal is, and, and they're a program to – expect that and they just don't so the coach has been there a billion years he's won a billion games and then they don't go to omaha it's very confusing because they are that good that they should be going to omaha every year they should be like arkansas they should be like vanderbilt they should be like mississippi state and yet they They don't they aren't it's weird so if we're going off of the basis as ole miss is an omaha contender year in and year out i am Stamping a big, fat, red F on the logo of Ole Miss because they are frauds. You cannot lose to LSU. You can't do it. I won't allow it. Frauds, frauds, frauds. I'm yelling it from the mountaintops. Ole Miss are frauds. I'm going to live this up while I can because next week they're going to shut me up and they're going to be they're going to win like 11 to nothing all three games. And I'm like, well, shit, I, I put them on the frauds list. I got to stick with it. So frauds, yeah. Ole Miss are frauds. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't argue. I literally cannot argue against it. So, And it's only because you lost to LSU. If you hadn't lost to LSU, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, and that's the thing with Ole Miss. They're, they're not beating the teams they should be in the SEC play. So, God, that felt good. Oh, wow. You're just okay. bricked up. You're bricked up right now. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew, man. It's I haven't had Mountain Dew in years, but feeling great. That felt really good. Moving on. Um, players of the week, Des. I had a yeah. I had one player of the week and I had a team of the week because that's that's what I do. But did you put together any players of the week? Look, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I got um I got a couple. I got a couple, but I'm gonna let you go first. All right. So Kentucky. Kentucky baseball, not a perennial program. They're not some years they're good, some years they're obviously not very good. This year they're kind of middle of the road. They're not great, they're not bad. Um Zach Lee starting pitcher for Kentucky. I believe this was Saturday afternoon against Alabama, which Alabama started off really hot. Also, Alabama figured it out. What are you doing? I can't – I don't know what's happened to y'all. But Zach Lee, Kentucky pitcher, seven innings pitched. One hit, no walks, six Ks. Is that good? It's not bad. It's not bad. So – yeah, Kentucky, they don't get a lot of shine on this podcast. They don't get a lot of shine on a lot of other podcasts or national coverage, even that, even though they play in the SEC. They have some good ball players. They just don't have a team as a whole that's going to wow you like Vanderbilt or Arkansas are right now. They're the number one and two teams in the nation. When you have to go up against that all the time, 
it's kind of hard to compete when you're a middle of the road program. But Zach Lee, great game. It was a gym against Alabama. I think they won that game nine nothing. Yeah, and Zach Lee, props to you. Go go strike some more guys out, especially when it's Alabama. That's great. Love that. My uh, my first batter. And this, this is this is how good I am. This is how I'm finding diamonds in the rough. I'm in the mud. That's where Des lives. I, I just love the mud. I love being in the mud. I like people that challenge me, challenge Apollo. Just, yeah, I'm going to get you in the mud, and we're all going to get dirty. But I found this little gym out in St. George, Utah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little Dixie State. Dixie State baseball. 11 and 26 on the year. Not great. No. Not great. But Mr. Jake Engel against San Diego State, a team, a program that has won big games before, three for three, two walks, three bombs, three RBIs. I mean, come on. You're 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 eleven and twenty-six on the year. You're waiting for graduation. You're ready for summer ball. You're just like, what can I need to get out of Utah, man? I'm tired of getting, I'm tired of getting our buns handed to me. You know what you do? You know what Jake does? Three tanks against San Diego State. I love it. I love it. The season may be over. It, it sucks. You're not winning games, but you're still competing. You're still in the batter's box. Fucking love it. Jake Engel, three tanks. One of my players of the week. I'm a big fan of Dixie State because I believe a Mississippi State football player came from that college and transferred to Mississippi State. And everyone's like, oh, you're from Dixie State. Where where in Mississippi is that? Because that, that would make sense. Either Correct. Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, even like. And he's like, oh, it's in Utah. In Utah. We're like, no, no, no. Like, where, where's Dixie State? Like, you can tell <laughs> us. It's okay. Like, we're not going to judge you if it was in Tennessee. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, yeah, it's in Utah. That's the coolest thing ever because it, it doesn't fit Utah at all. But shout out Dixie State. Three tanks. Got to love it. You got to love it. It's a great that. day at the office. It's a great day. All right, moving on. Team of the week because – I do what I want on this segment. I don't know yeah, why I keep doing chaos. it, but I'm, I'm going to do we're, it. We're rolling with it. College baseball, we're, we're primed for chaos. Charlotte 49ers. Shout out Charlotte 49ers. Because we, beginning of the season, we've said it time and time again, you were nowhere near on our radars. You could have listed all 126 teams in D1 baseball or how many ever it is, because I think 126 is football, but whatever. Charlotte. You would have said Charlotte, and I'd be like, no, not touching the top 25 this year. Here we are, beating Old Dominion, a top 20 program as of last week, and taking the series three to one. They dropped – what did they drop? Let me see. I'm going to get this math right. They dropped the second game. They won five to four, lost nine to five, and then they won eight to three and seven to one to take that series in hand and quite easily, actually, in the last two games. They had a couple of – I believe they had a walk-off on the first game and just chaos the outfield looked like one of those created stadiums where the person just didn't create anything and they just put trees in the backfield that's that's kind of what charlotte's um stadium looked like and it it was really cool i really enjoyed all the clips that 11.7 kept putting out and um yeah charlotte team of the week props to y'all because y'all are going to move up in the rankings because a lot of people didn't play and a few teams lost it's going to be very interesting i want i I kind of want Charlotte and Omaha. Mike. I mean, I'm, I told you, like, get our teams in there, and I'm here for the chaos after that. Charlotte, Oregon, Louisiana Tech, Texas, Mississippi State, whoever else wants to fill the other spots, I'm all in. I'm all in. 
but yeah, Charlotte I, I, team of the week. I agree. I agree. Uh, my next two guys is one's another batter at TCU, Philip Sykes against Kansas. I mean, Philip and the Horn Frogs. I mean, they're just they're just horny right now. They're just winning games, hitting bombs, and and just stacking dubs in the Big Twelve. And uh, Philip went three for four, three runs, four RBIs, a double, two tanks. Um, that gets my Player of the Week stamp. And then uh, out of San Francisco, uh, Landon Barusa against Portland. Complete game, shutout, gave up three hits, had 16 strikeouts against Portland. Um, that's a that's a good day at the office. That's a damn good day at the office. And I and I'm I'm a I'm pro hitter. I hate pitchers with a passion. Uh, I was a catcher, and uh, obviously as a hitter, I just hate pitchers in general. But if you're gonna strike out 16 dudes and punch them out, complete game shutty, you're gonna get my prop. So player of the week as well, Mr. Landed. I feel like we've seen 16 strikeouts like 10 times this year, right? and that's insane because college baseball is known for having guys that hit 400 for, throughout the season, which is also insane. Like 400 for a season is nuts, but 16 strikeouts is an absurd number, and it's been done multiple times this year. So incredible feat. We're going to keep highlighting it week in and week out. If you hit that, really the 12 to 20 range of strikeouts, if that's happening, you're on one of these lists. You're going to be shouted out. Oh, and should we talk about last week? Was it last week? Um, Golden Spikes tweeted out their their players of the week. I guess the Golden Spikes voters are um, listeners of the Road to Omaha pod. Because it was the exact same list that we had put out on yeah. Monday morning. I mean, I don't want to say cease and desist, but like, hey, you know, give, give us a little shout out, Golden Spikes. I'll Just, take some Golden Spikes. I'll put it up in my office. Yeah, Golden Spikes for the backdrop of the podcast and also um maybe a little road to omaha logo on one of your graphics that that'll do we'll take that i mean I'm, or I'm add us pro- on twitter i don't know yeah a I'm follow i'm even. here for it whatever it's fine golden spikes we'll be here at the end of the summer we'll be in omaha with you don't worry we'll be there we'll, be there. we'll find you um do we have any go bags this i think this was a great weekend of college baseball yeah, I, I just once again, like we had this weekend kind of penciled in as the weekend, and that's what we saw. It was good baseball all the way around. Uh, the revolving door between, you know, team number 20, even hell, 19 to 25, um, is paying dividends. Every team is that is on the cusp of making the top 25 comes in and then has a bad weekend, they're right back out the door, and then the new team is in. So I'm, I'm excited to see that because we get to see new freshes, new, new names, and new faces. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been damn good baseball. So excited about it. Yeah, it's it's been great. And um, next week, we will not be recording on a Sunday. We'll be recording on a Monday night, due right. to me being in the mountains, wilderness, no service. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. But I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna look at the RTO feed on Twitter, and I'm gonna look at it 11.7 twitter and i'm gonna get all of the notes i need in d1 baseball shout out kendall rogers i'm gonna get all of my information straight and i'm gonna let des talk about what he saw on actual tv because i I won't have any service i'm not gonna see anything and i don't want to fool any of the listeners here because that would be unfair to you because i am an unbiased national college baseball journalist and i believe in keeping it that way so everything that you will hear next week is either utter bullshit or everything i saw on twitter so just take it with a grain of salt. And um, that's that's all we have for Road to Omaha Pod. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod and follow Apollo at 
Apollo HOU. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. You leave a five-star review. Hit us up on Twitch at Apollo HOU. Dez is going to be streaming a lot of MLB The Show over the next couple of weeks. I believe he'll be on there tonight. You, yes, sir. Yesterday, as you're hearing this, so you can go back to the Apollo HOU Twitch and watch that. It's going to be great. He's ripping packs. He's doing debuts. He's got Alfonso Soriano. It's going to be a lot of fun. So go go vibe with Dez on MLB The Show on Twitch and all the other stuff that Apollo does. So follow us, and we're going to catch you next week. Amen. Love you guys.